Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Guys, do you care what others can think about you? For me, you know, yeah, I, I cared a lot, but uh, this time is gone. Uh, I decided to go ahead with something that I like. I want to live that I want to live. I, I don't care what everyone can think about me. So it's my attitude. And today I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Steve Sims. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, big pleasure. You know, uh, the last time I started to learn more about positive mindset, about uh, living happy life. And I remember like a few years ago, I had a business and there was goal. The main goal was uh, to earn money, you know, to get a lot of money. But yeah. I failed. I failed. I wasted resources like over three years, uh, a lot of money, uh, my time. But, you know, I got it after that. So I, I will never take any business for the sake of money. <laughs> my main goal to be happy. And right now, for example, I can work on Sunday, on Saturday, on every day because I love it. You know, it's my hobby. My job is my hobby. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background and why you decided to share with us about uh, that we need to ignore uh, others' opinions. Wow. So if anyone doesn't know me, which is probably a lot of people, uh, for 25 years, I ran a concierge firm that looked after billionaires. I looked after some of the richest, most powerful people in the planet, quite simply giving them more interesting cocktail stories, sending them down a Titanic, having them hang out with Sir Richard Branson, uh, walking through SpaceX with Elon Musk, getting a drum lesson by Guns N' Roses, closing down a museum in Florence for a dinner table of six at the feet of Michelangelo's David, and then having Andre Bocelli serenade them. So for 25 years, I did the most incredible, fantastical things, but it wasn't the business I was in. I did that for billionaires. So quite simply, I could have a conversation with them. You know, if I entice them and excite them over here, then I could have a conversation because I didn't have any money. I didn't have any education. So I wanted to learn all of these things from them. Five years ago, I wrote a book called Blue Fishing. It took off, did really, really well uh, all over the planet on how you can do these fantastical things, how to uh, adjust your mindset. And then COVID came across. And COVID was a time when every single person in the planet should have been united because we all had the same problem. Never before in history has the entire planet, everyone, shared the same issue. Not in world wars, not in recessions, not in depressions, not the plague. But COVID attacked the planet. And during this time, rather than unite each other, we started wars. We started protests. We started arguments. We started tearing down statues from people from centuries ago because they did something wrong. But we were different people then. And so it started yeah. to annoy me. And I started to write this up. And then quite simply, I put this book together, Go for Stupid, The Art of Achieving Ridiculous Goals. Because it's not so much of setting your mind straight. It's, a, it's an idea of who you hear and who you listen to. Because as you said, quite simply, you know, should I listen to other people? The answer is yes, if they're the right people. But if they're just haters that have got nothing better to do than just scribble stupid things on the bottom of a podcast going, these guys are idiots, don't listen to them. Don't hear it. Don't even be in that conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. I remember one interesting quote from Napoleon, and he, he told, uh, the main problem with many people, uh, they care about what others can think about. Uh, what they need to do. They care about uh, their family members' opinions. Uh, and, you know, I see the same attitude. For example, um, uh, I, I, I want to uh, touch my personal <laughs> point. You know, uh, uh, my son, 12 years old, he always shame what I can do. For example, if I go uh, to his friends, I can be myself, you know, to talk to them, to spend time. But he always uh, tell me, don't do it, please. Ignore it. Uh, it's shame, you know. People can think bad about me. Uh, for me, it's hard to explain to him. Be yourself. Don't care about others, you know. Live your life that you wanna live. Uh, and uh, can you tell how to explain for youngsters or any other people that they don't need to care a lot about their opinions. And uh, sometimes uh, for, if you do legal stuff, uh, I mean, like uh, don't punish any law, just, uh, but for someone it's shame, but for you it's happiness. Can you tell how to go ahead with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's, it's current. You already know the answer. Everybody out there listening to the show knows the answer I'm about to give. You see, we're all in business and we're all in the business of creating impact, whether it's financial, personal. We all want to be we all want to be a value and we all want to stand out and be different. You're different. I'm different because we're us. Now, the stupid thing today is you want to launch a business, but you want to be different. But you start by looking like everybody else. You build a website like everybody else. You build a social like everybody else. You lean up against cars you don't own. You try and show off that you're more connected and famous than anybody else. You do all of these things that make you look like everybody else. So therefore, how can you stand out? But if you don't try at any of that, two things happen. One, you have no stress. You have no story that you've got to keep alive. You're you. Like it, hate it, love it, you're you. It's very, very easy to be you. And the other good thing is you're already different. So if you stand up as you, people are going to love you, people are going to hate you, but no one's going to be confused and no one's going to be indecisive. So it makes it easier for someone to make that decision. Do I like this person or do I not? So you've got Mm -hmm. it today. If you want to be unique, the first way to stand out is to stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, uh, I remember one quote from uh, Seth Godin. Uh, he is one of the best marketers, and he told that yeah. he uh, stopped reading uh, reviews of his books from Amazon, uh, if I remember correctly, like since 2011, uh, more than 11 years ago. He uh, he, he read he, uh, the, his reviews like uh, 11 years ago and he stopped because he doesn't want to know that someone doesn't like his books. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's okay, you know, if you can write a book and get uh, negative feedback because you can't write for everyone. You can write for your audience, for people who can get some valuable insights from that. And I see the same thing with many content creators. For example, from one study, I found that uh, content creators don't record the second episode of podcast because they can't get results from the first one and they get negative thoughts. Oh, you are so bad with that. Don't do it. Uh, many content creators even don't start. Uh, 
they even don't try one time because they can create something awesome uh, quality stuff can you tell how to uh, stop care about i don't know like how for example uh, you know i got a lot of hating about my pronunciation i'm ukrainian and many told me you know where i go to ukraine to yandex you know to spend time there but you know guys uh, uh, i remember after 100 episodes i didn't get high engagement then i spent some time i got uh, famous speakers like new Patel and fishkin many others and i got like thousand views uh, listens a lot of uh, downloads but you know uh, i just didn't care <laughs> what others can think about that uh, and yeah of course many people don't like it that's okay it's your uh, way go ahead find your loving speakers and can you tell uh, how to stop listening to others how to stop caring about other opinions do you have some for example it's the same yeah. i don't know like um, smoking or drinking people know it's bad yeah or uh, eating junk food but they keep doing eating smoking drinking uh, it's the same like we know we don't need to care about others but we keep doing this can you tell how to change this attitude uh, practical yeah. tips what to do yeah i think the danger is that smoking and drinking you know is bad for you but you take the choice to indulge in it okay yeah. a lot of people don't realize that listening to people is bad for you they don't recognize that they think oh i have to listen to everybody anyone that says anything i need to consume it needs to saturate into me and it needs to direct the person i am that's the problem okay now you know alcohol is bad for you because of what it does to your insides that's the same thing with people's conversations and people's statements so first of all you've got to work out now not all drinking's bad for you you know mm-hmm. red wine for argument's sake in certain aspects is good, you know, certain smoking. There's people that, that swear that CBD and some kind of uh, medication helps unlock your creativity. So not everything's bad, but some of it yeah. is. You've got to know the difference. So the bottom line of it is when you've got people in, and I want to be, I want to really focus on this area of not caring. Okay. I'm not sure that's correct. It's mm-hmm. not a case of not caring. It's being, in, it's being selective with who you care about. Now, the first person you should care about is you. That's the <laughs> most important person. Without you, nothing else can happen. Then, if Steve Sims comes along and says something that he doesn't agree with you, the first thing you should do before you care, before you listen, is look at the source. Now, if I've got someone saying to me, Steve Sims, you don't know how to run an event. Have you ever run an event before? No. Then why am I listening to you? Oh, Steve (laughs) Sims, you don't know how to run a podcast. Have you ever run a podcast? Then I'm not going to listen to you. So the first thing you've got to do is look at the source. Now, if I get Anatoly come to me and go, hey, Steve, Steve, there's a few problems with your podcast. Do Do you run a podcast? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Then what's the feedback? You see, Mm -hmm. you've got to listen to people that have the correct credibility and source in order for you to accept it. But we listen to the wrong people. I've been in places where I'm in a bar and there'd be a guy there that's flipping burgers during the day. He's got no money, but he's offering financial advice to somebody else. Or the, the, the good one is, 
you got people with no money coaching people on how to make loads of money. And <laughs> yeah. just, I, I really can't understand it. You know, we're looking for a cure for COVID. We should look for a cure for stupidity. I can't believe people listen to people that have no background. Anyone mm-hmm. you listen to, if you're listening to someone about speaking on stages, do they speak on stage? If you want to set up a podcast, has your coach ever set up a podcast? If you want to make a million dollars, has your coach ever made a million dollars? So you've really got to look at the source of the information and then go from there. Yeah, love it. So valuable. Uh, let's talk about happiness. Uh, for example, uh, I check out a study that uh, from 50 to 70% of people hate their jobs. So they're unhappy you know, with their jobs. Uh, and... Uh, Can you tell uh, how to change this attitude? Because it's a lot. It's more than uh, half of people there hate their jobs. Uh, They go, I don't know, for the sake of getting money to pay bills, but they're unhappy, you know. Uh, Can you tell how uh, to find the right direction for these people who hate their jobs? Because I usually tell people who hate their jobs, just leave it and you will never regret Find something else where you can enjoy your time, where you love spending your time. Can you tell how to change this attitude when someone is hating the job, but he needs to pay bills, so he can't leave it? <laughs> the, the, you've answered the question, and it's a stupid question. If you're at home and you don't want to go to work, if you're mm-hmm. at work and you don't want to be there, then you are either one, an idiot for staying there, or two, something's holding you back. Okay. So the mm-hmm. us- usually it's number two. I need money for my mortgage. I've got kids. I've got to look after that school. I've got to look after my family. Fine. That makes sense. So then the problem is not the, not the job, it's the money. So therefore, where can I find that amount of money by doing something I enjoy? And here's the beautiful thing. When you're doing something that is a lot more pleasurable, And I'm not asking you, and, and I travel the planet, I speak on stages, I coach, but I get days when I wish I wasn't doing what I was doing. You get tired, mm-hmm. okay? I'm, I'm running around at the moment telling everyone about this book, and to be honest with you, I'm tired. I'm very tired, and I can't wait for it to come out so that I can stop doing 10 podcasts, 10 podcasts <laughs> today. But when you do something that's easier for you, not necessarily enjoyable, but easy for you, you can do more of it. And when you can do more of it, you can make more money. But when you resent what you do, when you hate what you do, you avoid doing what you do, and then you end up on a basic payment. So you've got to ask yourself, what can you do that's easy that somebody else needs help with? You know, I've got friends of mine that are really good at painting houses. To them, it's easy. They know how to do it. They mask it up. They jump in. They get it done, and they're gone. All right? For them, it's easy. That's the job they should be in. Should they be an author? Should they be a speaker? No. Don't look at what you love. Look at what's easy for you and what you can supply to someone else in exchange for a checkbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Uh, Okay, let's talk about... Uh, not easy, uh, but about hard. You know, many uh, motivational speakers uh, tell you need to work hard if you want to achieve high results. 
work hard. Can you explain that? Uh, what does it mean to work hard? I, I think Elon Musk can work hard. You know, many others uh, you mentioned about Richard Branson. I think he can work hard. But uh, for me, you know, uh, for example, I love working hard, but I can feel it because uh, uh, if I love what I do, it's the same like to watch it, to watch TV, you know, to play basketball, any other hobbies, because, yeah, it's part of my life and uh, I can enjoy the process. Uh, but uh, many speakers proclaim work hard. Can you explain more about that? Um, I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a very I'm focused I'm focused on looking up your unicorn, okay? Mm -hmm. And what that means is look at all of the things you do in a day, okay? And, and make a note of it. It's going to be a strange day, but when you wake up in the morning and you make the coffee, write it down. Made the coffee. Made breakfast. Ate breakfast. Walked the dogs. Took the kids to school. Opened up my emails. It's going to be strange, but I want you to document your entire day, okay? Mm -hmm. And then the first thing you do is anything you like to do, walking the dog, making the coffee, get rid of from that list, okay? Mm -hmm. Anything you really like doing, exceptionally, get it off that list, okay? Anything that you do that you don't like doing, checking your emails, checking your finances, updating your bills, updating your websites, invoicing clients, any of those things you don't like doing, outsource it. We're in a society today where, and, and I've got, I think I've got 17 people that work for me. And I say, I think, because my son, he runs it all. I don't, I don't know. We may have 17. We may have 70. But I know I don't see them. And I know that we've got people in the Philippines, uh, Manila. I know people, we've got people in South Africa, Mexico, Canada. Uh, we've got people all over the planet that are doing different jobs for us. And they work doing what we need, when we need it, and then we don't, we don't have any more for them. Okay? So you can actually outsource what it is you need done. And what this does is it means for the entire day, you can do what you're really good at and what you enjoy. Now, at the end of the day, you're working smarter. Now, at the end of the day, writing a book, working on stage, yeah, that can be hard work. At the end of the day, you're really tired and you don't want to do another interview. But let's be serious. That's not really hard work, is it? You know, <laughs> it might, yeah. my family came off at a building site and my, my wife's father worked in a garage Five o'clock in the morning, he's under a car getting dirty. You were in, you were in the military. So these, these are hard jobs. And in a lot of cases, dangerous jobs. Yeah. Jumping on an interview, writing a book, coaching, that's not hard. That's smart. And it's something that I'm very good at. So it's also easy for me. So really focus on what you enjoy and what's easy and get rid of the rest. Nice, nice. Uh, you mentioned about outsourcing, uh, and you have a team, uh, 70 people around the world. Can you tell more about management? For example, if someone wanna uh, hire other people, you know, who can, uh, I don't know, to provide some manual job or uh, boring job, it depends. Uh, 
it probably for someone it's boring for others it's not you know uh, when you can find some people on uh, philippines and other countries yeah some people can laugh uh, i have uh, in my team people who can love uh, to do something that it's so boring for me but they love it you know they love the process so it depends and can you tell about management how to manage uh, these people you know for example if you want to outsource them uh yeah uh, let's, it's, it's better to start how to find them and how to manage uh, such team right. from your experience so you'll employ five people to find one mm-hmm. that's the first thing you it's like it's like me taking you into a, a into a bar and going okay pick your wife You know, you can't pick your wife. You have to speak to different people. You have to go out on different dates. You have to go out and have dinner with them. And it could be two years later that you realize they're not the one for you and you start again. So you've got to understand that building up your team is the exact same situation as going out looking for your wife. It's a dating process. And what you do is you meet people and you go, hey, I saw, um, and let's start off at the beginning. There are many websites around the planet that you can find VAs. You can find them on Fiverr, Odesk. There's many, many different websites. Just look up VA, virtual assistant, and you can find all these websites. And then you put up an offer of what you're looking for the job. This is the first problem. This is the first issue. You talk about managing the people. The first thing you have to do is manage yourself. Now, if you say, I need, a, I need an assistant to do work at my office, well, that's not specific enough. You know, you don't know if they've done a good job. But if you need someone to do editing of videos, if you need someone to manage your social, if you need someone to write copy for your emails, if you need someone to do client liaison and follow-ups, be specific. So the first time is when you start getting people – and they're the wrong kind of people, look at the advert you've just submitted. You'll usually find that you're the problem. Now, once you've got that cleaned up, then give them projects. Hey, these are the three things I need done. Go and do them and watch them. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, in the early stages, it's just like a baby. We watch the baby. When he's walking around the living room, we're kind of watching to make sure he's okay. When he's 18, 16, we're not watching a walk anymore. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we need to make sure that in the early stages, we take on three, never 30, three, and you watch them. How fast did they come back to you? What was the communication like? And you watch them. Now, bearing in mind, they're a virtual assistant, so you're not paying a lot of money. And all three of them may be rubbish. All three of them may be fantastic. And you may not have uh, enough work and you only need one of them. So you really don't know. So it's a case of watching. And there's lots of channels where you can do project management. The most obvious ones are Trello and Slack. Um, These are where you actually post up things that you need done and they get done. Uh, But you, you need to watch it in the early stages and find out, do you like the relationship? Do you communicate well with these people? And then give them more work and more work. And in the end, you haven't got to watch them walk anymore. You can literally go, hey, John, I need this done. And feel comfortable that it's being done. And maybe look at it a week later, two weeks later. I got people now. I got people now that I know my son is watching. Okay. But I also know we got people that have been working with us for five years. 
I don't even think he talks to him much. He just sends things in and most of the communication is online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, Steve, I have the question about your book. Uh, for example, um, you know, uh, I'm so busy <laughs> and have a lot of things to do. Yeah, uh, but your book is on my list. But can you uh, share benefits for my audience uh, who have no time, you know, and I often get this complaint. I have no time to read books. Please advise me. Can you share the benefits of your book? How your book can help uh, others decide their problems, simplify life or any other benefits compared to other books that we have today? Because, you know, some books are good for sleeping. You know, when you have the problem with sleeping, so you can read and sleep well all night, you know, and don't remember exactly anything about this book. Uh, can you tell benefits of your book, uh, why it's important to read and what kind of benefits we can get by reading this book? So we have the exact same thing, everyone. Everyone has the exact same thing in their life, whether they're rich, powerful, poor, they have the exact same thing, time. The hour in our day for me is the exact hour for you, is the exact yeah. hour for Elon Musk. In my book, the way I've been able to create impact is I've been able to do more in an hour than somebody else. I've been able to create more impact. And I've got these lessons because of the people I've communicated with. So the whole point of the book is to take what you're doing and to increase the goal and take it to a stupid goal. Not impossible. There's a reason the word stupid is there and not impossible. Because I don't want you to give yourself a ceiling. I want, you to, I want you to dream. I want you to dare to go for big things. And then the book's going to show you how you can actually strategize your hour to go for that stupid goal rather than a goal that you can't, uh, you, you can only just achieve and that really doesn't make any sense. So the whole goal, uh, the whole book is on tactics to make you more incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell more about stupid goal? What does it mean? Uh, stupid goal? Because uh, yeah, I have many goals. How to uh, divide them by stupid goals or uh, real goals or anything else? <laughs> so we had we, stupid goals was something we came up with probably about 12 years ago. Okay. Stupid goals was one of those things where we, we wanted to create something that for anybody else, they would look at us and they would go that stupid. And mm -hmm. then we would go and do it. Now, most of the time when we're actually creating ideas, concepts, businesses, relationships, we settle. We have a certain standard. Well, I, I need this partner in my life because, well, you know, I, I, I look like I do. I sound like I do. So I can't have a supermodel, you know, and we limit our ability. My business, well, you know. I didn't finish college. I didn't finish university. I didn't even go to college. But I thought to myself, why should that stop me doing whatever I want? The, you know, that's just a reason. And here's the, here's the dumb thing. Most of the reasons that we don't actually achieve anything worthwhile is because of this. We are our biggest problems. But you think about everyone that we love. You think about everyone that we idolize today. Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Jean-Paul de Juria, uh, Jeff Bezos, um, 
every single one of these people had a ridiculous goal and they went for it and they went, I want to go into space. I want to disrupt the banking industry. I want to sell books online. I want a single hub where the entire planet can communicate. And they did it. Now, at the beginning, everyone laughs at them. But now, we, 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 we put them on a pedestal. What I'm challenging you to do, and this is one of the reasons for the book, my book is to get you to think greater, for you to dare to dream and for you to reach for stupid goals, and then I'm going to show you the art of actually achieving those. Now, my stupid goal is for you to actually do it. My goal, my stupid goal, is for you to start getting your standards up. Hang out with better people. Have better conversations. Have better relationships. Demand more of yourself. And then post it on social and hashtag go for stupid. I want people to have better relationships. I want people to make more money. I want people to launch their own businesses. And I want you to, I want to see this movement that's been created so that other people out there are kind of like, well, hang on a minute. If he can do that, I can do it. If she can do that, <laughs> I can do it. And that's the world I want to create. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, I have the question about uh, burning out. Uh, many uh, people burn out fast, you know, because they can't achieve results. They build high expectations uh, about quick results, uh, lucrative uh, projects. I don't know. For example, uh, many times I built some expectations and couldn't achieve them. But, you know, for me, it's like a deadline. Okay, I can't, so uh, I need more time. I, I can work more harder, you know, to achieve it. But I see when people uh, give up. Uh, and uh, you mentioned about Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. They, these guys started from scratch. Uh, if I remember, Elon Musk had like a dollar uh, per day, you know. Uh, Jeff Bezos... Uh, had a good lucrative job, but not billion dollars. And right now we can see yeah. <laughs> what he has. <laughs> so uh, can you tell about burning out? Because it takes time to achieve results. It takes time to overcome competitors. It takes time to create something high quality, valuable. Uh, can you tell how to go ahead with patience and don't give up? All right. So everyone that we've just said started off with no money. And none of these people were billionaires, okay? They all started yeah. off and went for something. And you mentioned a word there about expectations. Expectations are hope. Oh, I hope I make a million dollars today. That's not a good marketing strategy, okay? <laughs> expectations are for other people. We're going to structure it. And what you've got to do is if I – you're in Florida now. Okay. Yeah. So if I said to you, right, come and see me in California, what is the first thing you do? Oh, I need to check out my schedule <laughs> to understand uh, what kind of priorities I have. Right. And then the first thing you do is you walk out of your door. The first <laughs> step to get to me is to start momentum. You walk out of your door, you get in a car, you go to the airport. These are all little steps that you can quantify. Get on the plane, land in Los Angeles, get an Uber. These are all points of it. Now, the, the Uber may get a flat tire. The plane may have a problem and have to land in Denver. These are things that happen in your life. But these are things that teach you resilience. Now, 
if you're focusing on end goal, then you've got to reverse engineer what you're trying to do to get to it. Along the way, things will challenge you. 99% of the things that challenge you are your self-doubt and people around you. But if you're really striving for impact and you're not making the money, maybe you're talking to the wrong client. Maybe your branding's bad. Maybe your marketing. I'm going to tell you a true story that I, that I think will sum all of this up beautifully. So I was very fortunate to see Elon Musk when he landed the reusable fuel cells. Do you remember when he realized that if he takes the fuel cell, when the rocket jettisons them, and he lands them on a floating pad in the ocean, he can just refuel it, stick it back on a rocket, and he saved billions of dollars. Do you remember that? No, no. Uh, yeah, he would actually, <laughs> he would have these, he realized that one of the biggest expenses of rockets going up into space were mm. those big fuel cells that would sit on the side and then float around in, the, in space as space junk. If he could get them back onto Earth, he could use them again and save money. So I was watching this and I was, I was seeing it and it was coming down and they're all looking on all the screens and Elon's there. And as it came down, it landed vertically on a floating pad in the ocean, which was incredible to start with. It had come from space and it was now landing on a pad floating around in the ocean. And then what did it do? It flipped over and it exploded. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You remember yeah. that everyone around the planet and in the un in the uh, uh, conference center, they went oh, and they were shocked. They were devastated because it fell over and it exploded. But Elon didn't. The second it fell over and exploded, he literally grabbed hold of the desk and leant in to look at the data. He leant in to see. Okay, I got it from the space onto the dock. It even landed on the dock, even though it was just for a few seconds before it fell over. So that worked, that worked, that worked, that didn't work. Where did that go wrong? And he got all of his education, not from it landing perfectly, but from it going wrong. And he could realize the gyros were out, the movement, he wasn't consideration of the movement of the rocket and the movement. He got so much education and data from it going wrong, that he tweaked it, and he tweaked it. Now, you've, you've seen the videos of these rockets falling over and exploding, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that okay. was a few times, if I remember. It was quite a few times, probably yeah. you know, a dozen times. But here's the thing. When was the last time you saw it land on TV? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I, no. I don't follow Elon Musk a lot. <laughs> No, the reason you don't see it is because it works now. You know mm -hmm. he's sending rockets uh. up there, but he now has the education. So what does it do? It comes down, it lands. That's boring. It works. So when things go wrong in your business, don't jump back and cry. Don't you know? grab your face and start screaming like a little girl. Lean in and go, okay, where did it go wrong? If I did this marketing campaign and I didn't make any money out of it, why not? You know, if I did this product and no one bought it, why not? Lean into the problem for that education. Yeah, yeah. So encouragement. Uh, yeah, love it. Okay, Steve, I have the question. Uh, 
let's imagine you have no experience uh, anything you didn't write a book uh, you started from scratch completely what will you do today uh, i don't know like uh, to go ahead uh, from completely scratch when you know direction when you understand what you like and uh, what you want to do what will you do today all right um that's that's very easy uh one one second um i would look to see whose problem i can solve mm -hmm. now do you remember at the beginning i said that what you do that's easy for you is not easy for someone else so if i've got no co connections i always look and here's the first thing I always try to find rich clients. Poor people can't afford you. Poor people want installment plans. Poor people want deferments. How do I know that? Because I was a poor person. So I know what it's like. But rich people, they can afford me. They haven't got to worry about installments. They can pay a deposit. They can pay a retainer. So I always focus on people with money so the money's not a problem, okay? Then what I focus on is the value. Now, if, if I've got a rich person and I look at that garden and I can go, well, your garden's terrible, I can make this garden look pristine. It's going to cost you this and you'll have the garden envy of the neighborhood. I'm solving that problem just by gardening. You know, your car, I see you've got a Lamborghini. It's a beautiful car, but it's filthy. Do you like driving around in filthy cars? I've got a special um, program that I turn up once a week to polish all of your cars. So you've always got showroom conditioned cars. Would that be a benefit to you? Always yeah. try to find out what the problem is of the person that can afford you and then offer them a solution. Nice, nice, awesome, awesome. Uh, I, I know, guys, what you can afford. You can afford uh, the book from Steve Sims uh, to read this book. You can afford 100% to learn more uh, from this book. Uh, and if you can't afford Steve today, you know, to get this consultation, but you can get this book, uh, it will be the first <laughs> step, you know, to uh, live much, uh, more happy life, you know, and something like this. Steve, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Well, it's very easy. Um, I'm at Steve D. Sims. There's D for dashing, and there's only one M in Sims anywhere. Facebook, Instagram, anywhere that you consume your media, I'm there under Steve D. Sims. I'm at stevedsims.com. But if you want to head over to goforstupid.com, that's goforstupid.com, you'll actually be able to see a bit of details and you'll actually be able to order an advanced copy of your book. So if you want to jump over to goforstupid.com, that's the best place for you to grab this book that'll make changes for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rodolfo commented that he's getting that book. Rodolfo, I'm thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take this book, guys. You need to take this book. Uh, listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Welcome back anytime back, you know, to share more value. I love it, guys. You need to follow Steve. You need to read this book because you understand it can change your life. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. 
Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.